Why, Mr. Connors, what are you... Okay, back oh. up inside fast. What are you... Inside, Mrs. North. Hurry up and you won't get hurt. But if you stall around, you're in trouble. Mr. and Mrs. North, starring Alice Frost and Joseph Curtin. Listen as Pam and Jerry solve the mystery, Wheel of Chance. Mr. and Mrs. North, transcribed, is brought to you by the Colgate Palmolive Feet Company, makers of Halo Shampoo to glorify your hair, Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream for tough beards and tender skins, and Colgate Chlorophyll Toothpaste to help destroy unpleasing breath originating in the mouth. Take any brownstone building on any New York side street, Walk in, look into any room, and the odds are four to one you'll find someone waiting for a phone call. In this case, his name is Harry Connors, occupation dubious, past shady, state of mind, tense, distraught, nerves jangling like... Yeah, about time. Hello? Connors? Yeah, where you been, Lorenz? I've been waiting... You're nervous, Connors. Irritable. Now look... Sign of insecurity. Lack of confidence. Yeah, your telegram said you'd call... I'm calling long distance, my friend. Words are expensive. Uh, okay, Lorenz. Pencil handy? Yeah. Take this down. It's a gray convertible, 1953 model. Okay. New York license plate? Yes, license number 24S373. 24S373. You can learn the name of the owner from the Motor Vehicle Bureau, or whatever it's called in New York City. Now, that'll be easy. You'll find our uh, prize in the left front wheel. Understand? The left front wheel. Okay. Car shall be in New York within the next 48 hours. A young couple driving. They went through customs here at the border two days ago. Uh, no trouble. Why should there be trouble? They seemed like such respectable people. Pam. Pam. Oh, <laughs> I must have dozed off. Where are we? Home. Vacation's over. Home? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jerry, I couldn't have slept that long. You slept through half of New Jersey and most of the Bronx. Oh, impossible. I wasn't sleepy. <laughs> you must have been driving too fast again. Only as fast as the law allows. Uh, grab the little suitcase, dear. I'll, I'll get the others. Three glorious weeks across the border. No. This. I'll uh, help you upstairs with the luggage and then run the car down to the garage. What for? Needs a tune-up. I'd like to have it sometime tomorrow. Oh, uh, hmm? oh excuse me, folks. Yes? Uh, you're tenants in this building, aren't you? Yes, we are. Well, me too. I just signed a lease this morning. Well, that's very nice. I'm uh, kind of getting acquainted with the neighborhood. I'm out of town, you know, and uh, I can't get used to this New York parking situation. Well, just between us, you you never will. <laughs> Any place around here a guy can keep his car without getting a ticket or a, or a dented fender? Well, Jerry usually keeps ours on that street behind the building, uh, don't you, dear? There's usually a space or two there. Oh, well, thanks. That's good to know. Oh, here, let me hold that door for you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Uh... Uh, Connors. Well, Connors. good luck in your new apartment, Mr. Connors. Oh, thank you, Mr. North. I'll be uh, seeing you around. Right. Uh, come on, Pam. I want to get to the garage. Pam. Jerry. Darling, the garage closes. Jerry, do we know that man? Connors? No. Well, then how in the world did he know our name? Yes, ma'am. What can we do for... Oh, you. Oh, that's a fine way to greet a customer, Toby. Smile. 
Well, baby. I'm busy, Anita. What do you want? That's funny. Your greetings used to be so much cozy. Anita, I can't talk here. Where will we talk, baby? Your place? Get your wife to invite me over. She'd love to hear us talk. There's a car on the ramp. You'd better move. I uh, need more dough, Toby. I haven't got it. You know, doggone well, I haven't got a dime left. Oh, but you can get it, can't you? Anita, for Pete's sake, this is a garage, not a gold mine. Do your prospecting someplace else. You can get it. For me. I've got a little blood left. Do you want that, too? When are you going to let me alone, Anita? When do you pull out the needle? Oh, smile, baby. It took me years to save up that last bankroll. And I had to get mixed up with you. I'd hate to have to upset your wife, Toby boy. She seems to love you so much. Move, move your car, will you? If she knew about us, she'd be miserable, wouldn't she? Hi, Toby. Well, oh, yes, sir. Be right with you. Anita, please beat it. Call me tonight? Yeah, 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 I'll call you. Uh, all right if I leave my car back there, Toby. Uh, oh, oh, hi, Mr. North. I, I'll take care of it. Oh, sure. Toby takes care of everything. Oh, who's that? Just a customer. Pretty? Yeah. I uh, think you can get my car tuned up by tomorrow, Toby. I think the spark plugs need cleaning and... Hey, Toby... Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. North. Do I... all pretty girls affect you like this? No, sir. Just that one. Pam. Pam, wake up. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, what time is it? Late. Time to go to bed. Oh, isn't this awful? Three weeks vacation, and then I do nothing but sleep for three days after it. <laughs> oh, stretch my back, would you, dear? Okay. Mm, good. Now, a, a little higher. Yeah, how's this? Oh, wonderful. We ought to take vacations more often, Jerry. You've only been home three days, Mrs. Snow. A little to the left. Oh. Here. That's it. Two vacations a year. Well, we'd be healthy. Mm-hmm, and dead broke. <sighs> now, who the devil can that be? Oh, I'll get it. All right, all right. Just a minute. Why, Mr. Cobb? Okay, oh. back up inside, fast. You... Inside, I said. Hurry up and you won't get hurt. This gun isn't made of chocolate. Well, isn't it rather late to be visiting, Mr. Connors? Who is it, dear? Don't answer. Let him come in. Hey, Pam. Who's at the door? What? Come on in, North. Sit down. Hey, what is this? Sit down. You too, beautiful. Uh, yes. Sir. What do you want, Connors? Why the gun? It's not chocolate, Jerry. Now, where is it? Where's what? Don't get cute. It's gone. What'd you do with it? I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about, Now, look, Connors. you two. It was under your hubcap when you crossed the border. It's not there now. I'm warning you, it's important enough to kill for. So let's have it now. Uh, we haven't got it. Then get it. Uh, but... Now. Um, Mr. Connors, we wouldn't keep a thing like that around the house. It, it Pam, might go... what are you... Okay, co- so you got it stashed away. I'll give you one hour to unstash it. Uh, at this time of night? Well, everything is closed, Mr. Connors. We... All could... right, I'll give you till noon tomorrow. Oh, we'll need more time Noon that. tomorrow. And I warn you, no funny stuff. You'll be watched, you'll be tailed, you'll... Oh, really, Mr. Connors? Noon we... tomorrow. And like I said, it's important enough to kill for. Well, Pam and Jerry may be in the dark, 
but they can still see they're in trouble. Men, want real shaving satisfaction at a big bargain? Then take advantage of Colgate Shaving Cream's special offer at your dealers now. Here's what you get. A large-sized tube of Colgate lather or Colgate brushless shaving cream free of extra cost when you buy the giant-sized tube of lather or brushless at regular price. That's right. Your choice of a large-sized tube of Colgate lather or brushless shaving cream free of extra cost. For you lather shave cream fans, you'll find nothing beats those clean, close, million-bubble shaves you get with Colgate lather shaving cream. And you men who prefer a brushless cream... Light and fluffy Colgate Brushless is the easy way, not the greasy way, for shaving tough beards and tender skin. Whatever your choice, lather or brushless, take advantage of Colgate Shaving Cream's special offer now. A large-sized tube of Colgate Lather or Brushless free of extra cost when you buy the giant size at regular price. Do it now while dealer supplies of the special pack last. Now back to Mr. and Mrs. North. Okay, now, uh, what did this guy look like? Well, Bill, he was rather nondescript. He was a little shorter than Jerry, uh, but heavier. Medium brown hair, was wearing a gray fedora and a light tan suit. And a gun. Hmm. But, Bill, what in the world could possibly be hidden in the hubcap of our car? Oh, anything, Pam. At least anything flat and thin. But how could it have got there? Well, anybody could have pried the cap off while the car was parked. But and... why, dear? And, and, and who? Hey, Bill. What? Wait a minute. Wait just one minute. The garage. The garage? Where I took the car for a tune-up. We didn't have a flat. No, but at a lot of garages, it's routine to check the brake lining. Oh. You'd have to pull a wheel to... Toby may have found something. Who's Toby? The mechanic. Darling, you may be right. Come on. Hey, hold it, Pam. It wouldn't do any good to go to the garage. In that case, there's nothing to do but wait until morning. Uh, now, look, uh, you say this Connors guy said you'd be watched and followed? Yeah, but he may have been bluffing. Uh, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Anyway, I, I want you two to go to the garage alone in the morning. But, Bill... Now, now, wait a minute. I'll have a man tailing you to see if you're followed. And if you are, he might be able to grab the guy and we can get to the bottom of this. Okay. But, Bill, what about tomorrow at noon? If Connor shows, my man will be outside ready to take him. Now, there's nothing to worry about, Pam. Golly's, Bill. I hope so. <laughs> Sure, sorry, Mr. North. You said you just wanted a tune-up. You didn't tell me to check the brakes. Well, I thought you'd check them anyway, Toby. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It depends on how busy we are. I'll be glad to look them over for you if you want. Uh, Toby, uh, didn't you even look under the hubcaps? Oh, no, ma'am. I... Hubcaps? Uh, you know, uh, on the wheels. Oh, hubcaps. Uh, were you the only one to work on the car, Toby? Uh, yes, sir. We've been kind of shorthanded here lately. Uh, and you didn't find anything? And nothing at all? A couple of bum spark plugs. Are they thin and flat? Pam. Well, I... It's okay, Toby. We just thought maybe... Mr. Uh... North, if those brakes are bad or if you're not satisfied, I'll be glad No, no, to... no. Nothing like that. We just lost something and, well, you know... Oh. Anything important? Yes, but don't worry about it. Well, what was it? Oh, nothing important. What? Uh, but uh, if you find anything that looks like it came out from under a hubcap, let us know right away, will you, Toby? It's important. Boy. Hello, Anita. Just like old times, hmm? Come on in. 
Aren't you an AWOL from that grease pit you work in? Yeah. Hmm, sit down. Thanks, I'll stand. Oh, come on. Sit here. I'll stand. Okay, what do you want? I want you to get out of town, out of my life. Smile, baby. I mean it. I made a big mistake getting mixed up with you. I paid plenty for it. Now, I'm telling you, get out of my life. I can? Yes, you can. Uh-uh. I need expense money. You'll get it. From you? Yeah. My last installment. Final payment. You said you were broke. I am. But I struck gold. In that garage? <laughs> In that garage, under the hubcap of a car. Don't make jokes, Toby boy. I'm getting tired of Look. you. Look. What is it? Microfilm. The Norths went on a vacation, I said, across the border. They slipped this under a hubcap so the customs inspectors wouldn't find it, but they slipped up. I got to it before they could use it. Let's see. Let me see. A whole spool of film. Full of spy stuff. Names, addresses, even pictures of enemy agents working in this area. And their contacts across the border. You sure it belongs to them? Well, I came in looking for it just an hour ago. It's dynamite. It's worth a fortune. It'll even pay your fare right out of my life. Yeah. Yeah, it sure will. What are you going to do with it, baby? Uncle Sam writes big checks for things like this. The FBI gets the microfilm. I get the reward, and you get... The FBI? Who else? With this film, they And the Norths? What about the Norths? The FBI will take care of them. Too bad, too. The nicest people are turning out to be spies these days. Toby, boy, if you ever opened up that pointed head of yours, a moth would fly out. Was that so? Well, here, look at this film. Go on, hold it up to the light. Listen, you stupid little grease monkey. The FBI may give you a reward for that, sure. A box lunch and a bottle of milk. But what about the Norths? What'll they pay for it? That's not the point. I'll tell you what they'll pay for it. They'll dig up Fort Knox. They'll steal piggy banks from every kid this side of the Kremlin. They'll hawk their souls and auction off half of Europe to get that microfilm. That's what they'll pay for it. But they're spies. Sure, they're spies. You have enough on them to hang them. You can make them pay and pay and pay No. No, Anita, I... I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do it? All you have to do is pick up the phone and call them up. No, no, I'll... I'll settle for half the dough and... and all of my conscience. Yeah? Well, I won't. Put the phone down. Get away. Put, put it down, I said. Put it down. Let go. That, that's better. A real patriot, aren't you, Toby? What do I have to do to convince you, Mr. Patriot? you got a chance to rub money in your hair and you're worried about dandruff. Oh, what do I have to do, Toby? Nothing. Let me handle it my way. What must I do, baby? Tell your wife about us. This is a lot bigger than that. This... Oh, a real patriot. All right, come here. Come here, Mr. Patriot. Forget that stuff, Anita. Come here. Forget it, will you? Just like old times, Toby boy. Can't forget old times, baby. Come Come out, Anita. I... Love these old times. Here. Call the Norths, baby. Call them now. And you were completely in the clear, Jerry. My man didn't spot anyone tailing you. Are you sure? Oh, not a chance. Now, what about the mechanic? You think he was telling the truth about not finding anything? It was hard to tell, Bill. He seemed a little flustered. Well, that might not mean anything. Now, you just sit tight until noon. Right, but you're sure your man won't take off for lunch? Well, <laughs> now, stop worrying. Okay. So no one followed us? No. Bill says... Th- oh, I'll get it to you. Hello. Uh, 
Mr. North? Speaking. This, uh, this is Toby, Mr. North. Oh, hi, Toby. What's on your mind? Toby? What's he want? I, uh, I think I have the item you're looking for. What? I, I can't hear you, Toby. Well, I, I said I, I think I have the item you're looking for. Did he find it? What is it, Jack? Can, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Where are you? Well, I, I have to be back at the garage in a little while. Okay, I'll meet you there. Oh, no, no. No, that's no good. Well, you want to come up here, or we can go to your house? No, uh, I'll be back here at my friend's place about two o'clock. Two o'clock? Mr. Connor said noon, Jerry. It uh, has to be sooner than that, Toby. I can't make it any sooner. I have to go back to work. Meet me here at my friend's place. I'll give you the address. Uh, take this down, then. All right. Okay, let's have it. 67 Bryce Street, apartment 1D. 67 Bryce Street, apartment 1D. I've got it. Uh, Toby, can't you possibly make it before two? No, that's as good a time to talk business as any. I can't hear you. I said it's a, a good time to talk business. Business? What kind of business? Big business, Mr. North. Be sure to bring your checkbook. Jerry. Hmm? Look at the time. Yeah. Ten minutes before noon. Where's Bill's man? At the back door. How's he going to know when Mr. Connors comes in? He can hear the buzzer. Hey, is the back door unlocked? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Positive. Shouldn't we check it again? Relax, Pam. It'll all be over in ten minutes. Bill's man can't get in that back door. It certainly will. Jerry, look. Noon, straight up. Oh, why does he have to be so prompt? Well... Here goes. You wait here, dear. Oh, no. Wait there. I, I wish you'd have checked the back door. Jerry? Jerry? Jerry, why won't you answer me? Oh, oh who, who is this man? It's all right, dear. He's uh, just a salesman. A salesman? Yes, darling. A life insurance salesman. Oh, here, 67. Here's the house. Apparently Bill isn't here yet. I don't see his car. What time is it? Two o'clock exactly. We'd better get up and see Toby. On the contrary, we'd better wait for Bill. Well, he knows the address and the apartment number, doesn't he? I gave them to him when I telephoned after Connors didn't show up. Well, then, uh, let's go up and talk to Toby. Bill will be along. All right, dear. I'm too tired to argue. Why do you suppose that man Connors didn't show up at noon? Mm, Only two reasons I can think of. Either he got what he wanted or he knows we don't have it. Toby says he has it. Anyway, I'd feel better if I knew where Mr. Connors was. Yeah, so would I. Jerry, wait. Before you close the door. What? That taxi across the street. Hmm? I could swear it's been following us. At least it looks just like the one I kept seeing in the rearview mirror. Darling, there are probably a couple of thousand taxi cabs like that, all the same color, yellow. Besides, if it's been following us, it's probably uh, Sergeant, what's his name, Bill's man. Uh, Come on. Toby's friend lives on the first floor. Must be down this way. 1B. 1C. Here it is. Look. It was unlocked. Now, why in the world should they leave their door? (gasps) What's the matter, Pam? Good Lord. Jerry, she's dead. Very dead. Where do you suppose she is? Toby's friend, probably. She's so pretty. Sure. Sure, she's the one. 
When what? In the garage. She was talking to Toby in the garage the day I brought the car in. Jerry, let's get out of here. Yeah, well, let's get oh. out of here. Let's all get out of here. Connors, what the... Come on, now, both of you move. Oh, what for? We... Because I like your company. And that... That's still not made of chocolate, is it? Nope. Same guy, same gun. Now, let's go. Where to? Well, you two have a nasty habit. You keep getting in the way all the time. So? So I'm going to see that you're put out of the way for keeps. Now, move. Now, look here, Connor. You, you heard me. Move. And since you're expecting your cop friend wagon, we'll go out the back way. Well, Harry Connors seems to have a talent for appearing in the wrong place, as well as at the wrong time. Remember, soaping dulls hair. Halo glorifies it, so... Halo, everybody, halo. Halo is the shampoo that glorifies your hair, so halo, everybody, halo. Yes, there's your cue to lovely, naturally lustrous hair. Soaping your hair with even finest liquid or cream shampoos hides its natural luster with dulling soap film. But halo shampoo is not a soap or cream. Made with a special ingredient, Halo glorifies your hair with your very first shampoo. Even in hardest water, Halo gives oceans of rich, soft water lather. Needs no special rinse. Halo removes embarrassing dandruff from both hair and scalp. Leaves hair soft, shining, easy to manage. Ideal for children's hair, too. Next time, be sure to buy Halo, America's favorite shampoo. So, Halo, everybody, Halo. Halo shampoo, Halo. Now, back to Mr. and Mrs. North. Why have you brought us to this warehouse? You'll find out, Mrs. North. All right, hold it. Who is that? Connors. Well, Connors, what are these people doing here? Uh, I, I had to bring them, Lorenz. We'll decide that later. Inside. Found the film? Right here. The film, microfilm. So that? Thin, flat spool. You used our car to smuggle it across the border. It was nothing personal, my friends. Your car or another. It just happened to be yours we picked. Of course, as it turned out, we made an unfortunate choice. But uh, we had no way of knowing you would take your car to a garage or that you had a friend in the police department. And we had never known Lorenz if I hadn't put that bug on their phone line. Bug on our telephone line? What do you mean by that? He means he tapped our phone. So that's how you knew that we'd contacted the police and that... Connors is a man of varied and useful talents, aren't you, Harry? Well, I got the film for you, didn't I? Okay, you've got your film. Now what? You brought them, Connors. What do you suggest? Well, I... I I don't know. You must have had something in mind. No, I... Look, Lorenz, I told you I had to bring him. I didn't have time to think. I just had to get out of there. Out of where? Lorenz, will you you stop talking? Connors. I have the feeling something has happened that I should be told about. No, 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 Lorenz. Uh, Not unless you already know about the killing. Killing? Shut up, will you? What killing? Don't listen to her, Lorenz. What killing, Connors? What killing? The killing at 67 Bryce Street, apartment 1D, Lorenz. 67 Bryce Street? 
Connors, what's this all about? Oh, well, I had to do it, Lorenz. I had to. A dame got hold of the film. She wouldn't you give it up. fool. Well, you wanted the film, didn't you? You stupid. Before I could get out, these two walked in. I told you I wouldn't tolerate bad judgment, Connors. A murder at this stage of our work can only attract attention. I told you we had to work quietly, unnoticed, unseen. I know. You knew. Yes, yes, you knew. But that isn't what you did. You've killed one person and you've brought two more here to be silenced somehow. It's a shame, Connors. A shame you tried so hard and failed so miserably. Stay away, Lorenz. A little man and a big job. Connors, Stay away. I'm warning you, Lorenz. I'm warning you, Lorenz. Okay, you bungling, brainless. Shut up, will you? Shut up. Here, take the gun, Jerry. Okay, Pam, and stay right where you are, Lorenz. This gun isn't made of chocolate. You can take Connor's word for it. in the taxi that followed us to Anita's apartment. Mm-hmm. He was just stringing Anita along, making her think he was going to blackmail us. Oh. That's why he insisted meeting us at two o'clock. He wanted to give himself time to warn us, but he missed us at our apartment, and by the time we got oh. to... Oh, <laughs> you tired, darling? Dead. You want me to drive? No, dear. We're almost home. Oh, gollies, I didn't sleep a wink last night. I laid awake trying to figure out what could have been under our hubcap. Yeah, so did I. But you're not tired? Oh, of course not. Holy smoke, if a person can't go to without sleep for one night, they must be getting old. Well, let's face it, Jerry. We are. Getting old? Oh, nonsense. I never felt better. I feel as young as... <laughs> <laughs> so I see. <laughs> that yawn didn't mean a thing. No, no. No, it didn't. I'm just relaxed. That's all. Jerry. Darling. <laughs> Uh, could you manage to relax a little more quietly? Colgate chlorophyll toothpaste destroys bad breath more effectively. Yes, clinical tests prove Colgate chlorophyll toothpaste destroys bad breath originating in the mouth more effectively, more thoroughly, and for a longer time than a non-chlorophyll toothpaste. These tests with actual cases, men and women who had unpleasing breath, proved Colgate chlorophyll's longer-lasting protection. These men and women brushed their teeth just once, and periodic checks were made on each with a breath-measuring device called the Osmoscope. Even hours later, Colgate chlorophyll toothpaste was proved to give far greater reduction of unpleasing breath. Remember, one brushing with Colgate chlorophyll rids your mouth of a high percentage of decay bacteria. And tests prove a chlorophyll toothpaste can reduce common gum trouble twice as fast as a non-chlorophyll toothpaste. So get the full benefits of a chlorophyll toothpaste. Get fresh-tasting Colgate chlorophyll toothpaste. Every Tuesday night at this time, the Colgate Palmolive Peat Company, makers of Halo Shampoo to glorify your hair... Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream for Tough Beards and Tender Skin, and Colgate Chlorophyll Toothpaste to help destroy unpleasing breath originating in the mouth, bring you Mr. and Mrs. North, transcribed, starring Joseph Curtin and Alice Frost. Be sure to join us again next week when Pam and Jerry encounter an angry mob with blood in its eye and a small-town sheriff with murder in his heart in the mystery, License to Kill. The characters of Mr. and Mrs. North are based on those originally created by Francis and Richard Lockridge. 
Tonight's script was by Don Brinkley, music by Charles Paul. Mr. and Mrs. North is produced and directed by John W. Lufton. The Colgate Palmolive Pete Company invites you to listen to their exciting new quiz, The Phrase That Pays, on radio every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, and to the new Mr. and Mrs. North program on television. Consult your local newspaper for details. Joe King speaking. <laughs>